Hey, how you guys doing? Good, good afternoon. Good afternoon, man. It's a, it's an awesome day. It's an awesome day. Um, you know, I'm a little late. I'm a little late uh, doing the podcast because, uh, you know, I had a meeting today. And so I got a special announcement. It's a special uh, thing that I'm going to tell you guys about later. But um, right now, what are we going to talk about? Uh, first, before we get there, um, I promise to be better. Okay, um, sorry for that. Uh, um, I had a segment. Uh, that's a long story short. But, uh, but uh, okay, so I promise to be better. Uh, I wanted to, you know, give you guys some... some um, some things that's trending, things that caught my eye, and, um, you know, things like that, but, you know, um, last night, you know, uh, yeah, we, we got some listeners, I got a couple people that tuned in, got a couple people, um, you know, they sent me some analytics, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I don't have an idea what, um, I don't know who they think that I, you know, think that I am, but, uh, you know, they send me analytics, you know what I'm saying? And so from, from here on out, um, you know, we, we got a guy, uh, his name's Bob Sacramento. So in Seinfeld, there was a guy, his name was, um, you know, Kramer used to always be like, you know, my friend, Bob Sacramento, he's got the same hat. And so we got Bob Sacramento because they transcribed the episodes. And of course you can select, um, explicit content right but i didn't i didn't check that off and um you know they transcribed this so i you know i cussed the uh cursed used a couple curse words uh yesterday and of course bob will be the voice of reason and of course if i need to look something up bob will hurry up and look it up so to make sure that i'm saying words um that make sense so um i promise to be better uh you know um you know, we, you know, we had a couple listeners. Um, I checked my, my, my bank account and, um, you know, we, we made a, um, you know, we made a little bit, uh, can't buy Benz or Rafe. Is that the same car? Benz and the Rafe. Is a Rafe of Mercedes? Do you know about, I don't know. Look, look that up. I'll get the answer to that later. Is a Rafe of Benz. What is it? I don't know, but, uh, you know, um, so what are we going to talk about this episode? And, and it's key because as I said, I got a real, uh, announcement to make and, uh, you know, we're going to talk about women, um, you know, the totality of a woman, the beauty of a woman, the, uh, the strength of a woman, uh, you know, outside of chest and, and the butt, uh, you know, her earlobes, uh, you know, the nape, uh, the small of her back, the, the, her ankles, how she carries herself, um, how she pouts. Oh God. How she pouts, man. You ever seen a, uh, I love a pouting woman, you know, when she pouts. Oh God. Uh, so, so, so we're going to talk about, um, uh, women, uh, the true story of uh adam and eve in the biblical sense i'll break that down for you uh what do you want to talk about rome i got a message who's messaging me Uh, i don't know i don't know what that means (laughs) i don't i have no idea but anyway um we're going to talk about um rome how about capitalism yeah, capitalism, and um, you know how to fix yourself if you're broken, right? Some some fantastic words there. Um, so you know what what's going on? What's trending? What's the world like? It's a great afternoon. I'm still in Salem, and um, you know I'm a little late because I you know. I work, uh, you know, 17 hours a day. I work at the Salem Regional Hospital. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make a difference, which is so cliche, right? Um, but 
I wanted to make a difference, and and and, and so th- you know that's what I'm doing. But um, you know, outside of that, um, you know, I watched Formula Car Racing today, this morning on ESPN. I got up around six in the morning. They had a you know the the game. They had drivers on there racing the game. It was on TV. Huh. God, what's going on? Uh, the Red Sox in the news. Red Sox. Uh, I don't like, you know, baseball is boring. It's boring. And I don't understand why, um, you know, baseball is tied to legislation. Uh, you know, it's it's tied to court. Yeah, like we got the Second Circuit of Appeals. Hey, what is con- Congress into baseball? I don't know what happens or why Congress is tied to baseball. It's like something that happens in baseball. What is Congress doing? Why, why aren't they there? I don't know. But uh, future's trend, uh, future is trending. Uh, you know, Bow Wow's baby mom put a picture on Instagram. I, I don't know if you've seen the picture. She set the world on fire. It says it says a mouth-watering pick. Oh, my God. She set the world on fire with that one. Uh, there's some beef with Gucci and uh, uh, NBA. Yeah, but it's dumb. We don't want to touch on that because we're all about positivity here, being positive in love. So let's get right into my announcement without much time. Um, I want to tell everybody. Now, this is neither here nor there, but, you know, I'm not above the fray. You know, I was working. And, uh, you know, uh, my job shut down for for COVID-19. And, um, you know, uh, so I wasn't working. And, you know, I had some money saved. But, you know, I have a great space out here in Salem. I got skylights. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give that up. I don't know. I don't want to give up my skylights. But, um, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, but, you know, the government is, uh, you know, COVID-19 is a real thing because I just left a meeting. And, um, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I challenge everybody to, uh, uh, you know, uh, strap up your shoes. And um, uh, we, we need prayer. We need love. Uh, and one of the reasons why I decided to do this podcast. But so let's let's get, um, you know, uh, into my announcement. And um, one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast is because um, I'm on the front lines of COVID-19. Now, I want to say the cliche thing to say, man, I wanted to help people. I mean, you know, listen, I live in Salem. I, you know, I have a great space with skylights and I didn't want to give up my place and I'm in Salem and uh, my job was down and, you know, I was recruited. And, um, so now, um, I was just at a hospital for a meeting and, um, you know, so they got COVID-19 patients in there and how I come into this space, um, is because a young lady, you know, they had to tell her like, you know, they, she's got COVID-19. You can't, you know, and she said, I'm not going in there. And so and I said, I will. And my job, um, you know, I'm going to be, uh, close in hand with, with the deaths of COVID-19 and close in hand with the, the people, uh, who are sick. Everybody doesn't die, but you have to understand, like, you know, you go into a room and say, Hey, Hey buddy, how you doing? When you're getting out of here, man, you know what I'm saying? Listen, you're doing a lot better. Look at you. Look at you. And listen, I want to see you get out of here, man. The sun is shining. And that's going to, listen, we're going to get through this. And you can't throw these people away like they're trash. Can't do it because there's a humanity there. If I got sick, I, you know, people just shun them and say, forget them. That's why people die because you can recover. You got to show them love and, and, and clean and do stuff. And so, um, I'm going to be directly in there with, with COVID-19, uh, patients, COVID-19 patients, people that, and, and the, you know, uh, there's a thing, the meeting was about, they're going to open up here. And so there's some people that has surgery scheduled and they're cutting them off. Uh, they cut them off, but now they're going to bring them back. So they need, you know, a big, a big deal. So I was, you know, talking about this and there's, there's people, there's people dying of this. And I am, I'm, well aware, uh, but we have a PPE protocol and, uh, you know, so I feel safe in what I'm doing and, uh, you know, hopefully I'm, you know, while this is going on, I'm going to try to stay away from people. But as I say, I put my life on the line for this, you know, 
so, 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 then, you know, hopefully I'm making a difference. And hopefully if, you know, something happens, you know, I got these podcasts and, you know, my kids, grandkids and stuff can listen and say, you know, you know, you know, whatever. So that's the big announcement, right? Okay. Now I'll put a picture on Instagram later for my family and friends. Yada, yada, yada. All right. Um, Let's get it right into it, right? So what we're going to do is I've been known to break things down. And I'm going to accurately tell you about uh, the Adam and Eve uh, story, right? So the Bible is written on many levels of intelligence. So on the surface, there's little fluffy stories in there that not really true, but they, you know, they're, they're designed in such a way. So but it's also for a higher advanced intellect. And I don't pretend to know because the Bible has advanced geometry, uh, numbers and equations and stuff that goes, goes with the Bible that is responsible for words being repeated over in a chant to, you know, um, you know, uh, a form of Hegelian dialect. You know, some things aren't true and, you know, um, you know, they, they make them true. So uh, what is Hegelian dialect? Hegelian dialect is how they brainwash people. Now, it's easy to do. So what happens? Now, the brain works like this. You you know, you go to sleep. Uh, your brain processes everything you saw that day like a computer. It doesn't rationalize what you think, right? So, you know, you get the word in the Bible that says fear God. It's not going to say fear God and, oh, by the way, fear means reverence. It's going to say fear. So the point of this is Hegelian dialect is three things, right? It's, um, you know, there's the thesis, there's the antithesis, and there's the synthesis. Synthesis, uh, you know what I mean? Google it, <laughs> Google it. Bob, did I say it right? Okay, Bob's. Yeah, he makes sure things are going right. Okay. So anyway, um, now. So what happens in the Hegelian dialect, the form of brainwashing, and this is how they get you in the Bible, is that your brain processes information and it's likely to red flag something, right? So if you were watching porn, right? And, you know, we're not going to get too graphic. And, you know, you're watching straight porn. And so you're watching it. And every once in a while, they sneak a, sneak a gay video in. Your brain automatically red flags it. Like, I don't want to see this. And so you're aware enough to red flag it. So when you go to sleep, it's red flag. You didn't like it. Now, how did it get you? So, you know, you're watching the Super Bowl and everything's right. So you have a feel good perception. You're around family. That's good. Uh, you're watching a football. That's good. You're watching a commercial. That's good. Good, 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 good. Now, in the middle of the Dorito commercial, two men kiss. Boom. Then it goes back to good, good, good. Your brain doesn't red flag it. It's just a brief moment. It doesn't red flag it, and it goes into your brain. That's how they subliminal brainwash you. This is how you eat Doritos or buy a Pepsi or a new flavor of Pepsi, even though how did I buy it? Because they showed you an ad. Because they subliminal. So your brain has a thesis to say this. Look, I hate gay people. That's the extreme. On the other side, there's someone saying, you know what? They should have the right to do whatever, you know, or, uh, you know, and, you know, gay people's okay. That's the other extreme. And then your brain is forced to rationalize the middle, which is, you know, they should have the right to do whatever they want. That's the synthesis. Now, I'll show you how it works. Now, uh, you can do this with your kids. You ever had two kids fighting over a candy bar? And they're mine, 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 mine. They're screaming at the candy bar, right? Now, the mom just doesn't want to hear that screaming. She doesn't care who's right and wrong. So she comes in there. What's going on? She takes the candy bar, break it. Here, you take this, you take this. Now, the one person who got the half of the candy bar, he could have been wrong because it really could have been that person's candy bar. But she doesn't care. She rationalized the way to stop the chatter. And that's how they brainwash you. Your brain is forced to rationalize. Hey, I hate gay people. Hey, you know, gay, you know, being a homosexual is okay. And then in the middle, people have the right to do what they want. They force you to come to a conclusion, a new way of thinking. And so we'll start off with, um, you know, Eve. Now, Eve is a story about intellect. Apple is the symbol for intelligence. Apple computer, 
A is for apple, the first letter, uh, you know, you give a teacher apple, a Newton's law, apple hits out the tree, hits you on the head, duh, hits you on the head, duh. It, apple is the symbol for intellect. And it ties into um, a couple of things you need to know. So first, there were cavemen, you can prove it in the real world, there, there, uh, in the real world. Cavemen existed. They wasn't smart. They couldn't figure out how to make fire. They couldn't figure out how to make a wheel roll. They existed. They Their humanoids existed on this earth, and they were not intelligent. Now, there's the theory that people came from outer space. I don't believe that. I, I just don't. So you have to believe that there's a story where there were giants, you know, David and Goliath and so on and so forth, that already had intelligence and tried to give humanoids intelligence to make them human. Now, so what happens in the story? It alludes to the two things that God gave you. Here's your two gifts from God. Free will, unlimited free will. You can do whatever you want. And unlimited curiosity. This is the only way you can build the world because free will, you can do whatever you want and you got to be curious enough to go out and explore and conquer and do stuff to build stuff. So in this sentence, uh, you know, in the story of Adam and Eve, they were naked. Now keep in mind, they wasn't smart enough to know they didn't have clothes on. So in the Bible, they shun women, which is the reason why women are paid less than men. And, uh, you know, the the whole Bible is a book about men and very few women in there. But in times like this, men will carry the paradigm over to the other side when they're starting the world over again. Men will carry the torch and a woman will be kept, you know, somewhere because she has to procreate. But she can't get out there and fight because it's, it's too rough for a woman. So a woman is confined somewhere and then men carried the battle to carry the torch over. Now, in this situation, um, there are bigger people. Uh, and, and it says God. And if you read the Bible and not to get too deep in the Bible, there's the creator God. And then there was different gods along and religious scholars have proven this, that maybe, you know, there was a, uh, a creator God. And then there was a God like more like a president in the first part of the Bible. Then he changes. And then at the end is a different God because maybe it's like a president. He served, he served, he served, right? So whatever. Now, God and or God's gave humans intellect to make them human because you know you know you couldn't do anything now how did he do it okay now the magical apple you know come on she ate a magical apple you know be real but apple is the symbol of intellect so what happens is god or uh, they splice dna they're splicing dna more likely to be in a research facility with uh, larger people may possibly the Anunnaki and I can give you a theory about where they come from later but or uh, uh, larger people and they splice their DNA with uh, humanoids to make them human and Eve there were many different Eves but Eve is the first one using mitochondria mitochondria only passed through a mother maternally she passed the intellect because they had to keep splicing genetic DNA to make people smart but once Eve gave a baby, and that's why in the story, uh, God cursed her with a period. The period is synonymous with the whole idea that she can have a baby and the baby is now has intelligence. Now, how do we know that this is true? What happened when she ate the apple? She became aware that she needed clothes. So he created intelligence and he was trying to do so because we now know the result is we're all smart. Now, you would have to think God was incompetent or that he didn't want intelligence, which is ridiculous because we know now if you believe in the regular God to say God was a person that, you know, gave people an into, uh, intelligence. Now, think about it this way. You think he, he was like shooting for the reverse? So he's incompetent. So he was trying to make intelligent. We're all smart. We all benefit from being intelligent. But somehow Eve is cursed for doing so. She was um, a hero of sorts because she birthed intelligence. There were many Eves, but there was the first woman to do so. There was a black Eve, Asian Eve. But the thing is, is that he, so this is how curiosity and free will 
And this whole thing goes together. He said, don't eat this apple. And then he left. Now, if this was the whole damnation of sin, why would he trust it to a person who's not aware that they don't have clothes on? You understand that? She's not aware that she, you know, like a dog sits there, his thing gets hard, he just sits there. He doesn't realize his thing is out. Otherwise, dogs will wear clothes, right? <laughs> but point is, he, she wasn't aware, right? So Adam and Eve were not aware that they were naked. So you can't tell someone, hey, something to do. You had to trick them. So the curiosity, he gave her the only thing that she can do. It's not like he came in there. Hey, look, no friends over, no parties, no loud music. And by the way, don't eat the apple. There's three things to do. He said one thing, don't eat this apple and left. So the curiosity takes over and she eats the apple. And after she eats the apple, what's the result? Forget the why, but what's the result? The result is she's aware in intellect. And because she's aware, now that she's aware, she's able to have a baby and pass it mitochondria. Only to pass through a bundle so they don't have to keep splicing uh, DNA. Now, you want the theory behind where these people are? Okay. So it's not necessarily the flat earth theory. And there's a, a, there's a ton of theories out there. But we know we can prove that Adam and Eve story to be true. Because cavemen existed they were stupid and one instant there was an influx of intelligence where they built cities uh irrigation water systems the roads hospitals uh, internet whatever you want to think um technology existed that they had to you know endure that so apple is the symbol for intelligence and eve was not cursed she didn't curse the word world because we know god was trying to make intelligence of what happened now the other way is like okay she didn't eat the apple we'd all be sitting here naked unaware and un unable to build roads or streets or anything because you're not smart as the way the cavemen were now the cavemen now they are alert enough to build a city so that's um, the true story of Eve. Um, let that one simmer in. It's a story of intelligence and passing, uh, you know, DNA, genetics through mitochondria, through your unborn child, and everyone's intelligent because of that, uh, you know. So, uh, what what are we going to talk about now? You know, what's the next subject? Okay, well, um, I want to talk about women. And I want to, I want to say, you know, I love my daughters. I have uh, two beautiful daughters. My oldest daughter, uh, she, you know, she's just like me. Um, she hates when I say that. And she blames me for all her hideous features. You know what I'm saying? Because my, 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 you know, my, uh, my daughter's mom is, um, you know, I know I say gorgeous a lot, but she's very attractive. And she became more attractive over the years. She aged well, and she's beautiful. And she's on a level like Vanessa Williams. She's on that level. Everybody who's seen her goes, eh, what happened? And so, you know, I'm not an attractive guy, right? I got a big nose, big ears. Um, but, you know, I clean up well. I trick women. This girl, why are you going out when he was ugly? And then I pull up, oh, is that a Mercedes? Nice car. Gotcha. I had to trick women. I was talking to this uh, girl at uh, Walgreens. I had to go in there every day, dress nice with a fresh haircut and pull out all kind of money. I, had, I randomly flashed $800 or something before she agreed to go to dinner with me after she helped me get a card. And I said, you save me some money. I owe you dinner or lunch. That's a different story. But, um, you know, I'd be around, uh, be around beautiful women. But how I changed my concept uh, to women, um, you know, my ex. Um, you know, I believe she, you know, she, she had sex with my best friend, right? And, um, you know, the, the reverse happened. She thought, you know, maybe, you know, this would crush me, but it didn't. It, it freed me from my, my, uh, insecurities to be a better person. And because of that, you know, Keisha Cole, I was listening to Keisha Cole, right? Now, um, the reason why I know this to be true, there's a video out. I don't know if it was just on my phone, but I, I believe it's on the net. Um, you know, it's on the net. Um, it's tastefully done. She's sexy too. 
Um, she looked like she enjoyed herself, really. But, um, <laughs> um, and that's a true story. Now, if anybody wants the link, you know me. Uh, I'll send it to you. Um, it's tastefully done, and it's, it's a, a, excellent. I've watched it several hundred times. <laughs> okay, but, 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 you know, let's, let's get off on that. Bob looking at me. Don't worry, Bob. It's, it's a point to this. So I was listening to Keisha Cole, and, um, you know, Keisha Cole had said some real profound words. I'll share them with you. Um, she said, you know, when we be in a relationship and we break up with somebody, we typically blame that person. And, you know, we never look at ourselves and figure out what was wrong with us and fix it so that we're better for the next person and give ourselves time to heal. I said, man, this bitch is crazy. Excuse me, I want to say um, B. But, you know, that was my thinking. That's just for effect because Keisha Cole is one of the top singers in the world. She's um, phenomenal. She's a wife. And uh, she's cute as a button. I mean, she is very alluring. I, I love Keisha Cole. I ain't gonna lie about that, and um, it doesn't make me, I'm not in my feelings, or, you know, it's not pause, you know, no homo, she's, uh, wow, she makes great music, and she is one of, she's, who's at the top of the food chain, is it Beyonce, probably Beyonce, but Keisha Cole, she deserves to be in that room, because she's, oh my God, she's fine, so, but she said that, and at that time, I was going through my enlightenment period. So I wanted to know, you know, what was wrong with me. And so I took a look in the mirror and figured out I was a horrible boyfriend. And I asked her, you know, well, you know, what, was, what, what type of person must I have been? I was horrible. She said, well, you know, you got a little gut. And, um, you know, she took it. She started stabbing me. She was like, you had a little gut. You know, you took off. You know, you became comfortable. And you don't take me anywhere. We don't go anywhere. You're not romantic and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, you know what? So I started to repair that and fix those things. And I became a person that now I studied, like I, I found out, I looked it up, you know, why do women cheat? The number one reason why women cheat is boredom. I hear I'm thinking I'm not laying it down right. It's boredom. So I tackle my insecurities because when you're insecure, you worry about someone taking your man or, I mean, excuse me, you worry about, um, you know, a man taking your woman or, you know, she going off into the arms of another man. But so that's your own insecurities. And what I mean by that is because you change now, you're not insecure. You become more attractive to the person because now it doesn't matter. So that's under the bridge. I don't care about that. You were right to do so. I was a loser. I treated you horrible. I, I was I was nothing. I you, know, I you know you was right to do it, and you should have slept with my dad. You know, my dad's not here, but anybody, a woman has the right to do that because you don't have the right to play games with her life and to play games with her time. And so I saw that, and I instantly started transforming and being a better person. And so I, I you know I break it down like this. You know what what do you see in the woman? You know when I was younger, I was a butt man. I got a little bit older. I became, you know, a, a you know, chess man. And rarely do they have both. You know, she has a chest on her. You know, she's a little bit, you know, shy on the backside. And if she has a backside, she's a little bit shy on the chest. But but that doesn't make a woman. So I started learning how to date women. You know, you know it's cliche if you open the door for a woman, you know, when you pull up. That's, you know, you can do it. It's cliche. But when you take her to the restaurant, you do. You open the door for her and you allow her to go in first. And you grab her hand and you uh, grab the small of her back and allow her to walk in front of you. And now you allow her to walk because she wants to walk for you. She wants to, you know, show her a little walk. And not a switch switch. You know, most of the women who has very sexy walk, they, they, they don't have a stanky walk. I've seen women that have it. It's, you know, it's okay. Maybe it's too much. I like a woman that just has a certain sway. More class, less the less you know when she does it, that's cool. The less she does it, it's more sexy. And the woman that barely does it, she's the top of it, right? So you know, allow your woman to go in there and walk. You know, you, you know, you take her out on a date, you paint her reality. 
When you take her out, it's not about you talking. It's about her. Your job is to paint the environment and, and, and give her the ambiance of the night. And you're there to enjoy her beauty and, and set her up with questions. So you, you do this. Ten compliments. You get in the car. Oh, God, you smell good. You know, smell nice. Give her ten compliments throughout the night. And because women need compliments, you give her ten compliments and say two and work on them. Two witty jokes. That's smart jokes. That's all you got to do and allow her to talk and set her up with questions. How was your day? And sit back and let her go because you're there to listen to her and find out. It's the only way a man can get in touch with a woman because she's there. She's looking beautiful. It's good food. And now you're going to listen to her. You have a drink, whatever you're doing. You listen to her and you find out about your woman because otherwise men don't listen to their woman. Because women don't know how to talk to a man because you know, I'm sitting on, you know, trying to make a Tupac playlist on Spotify. Sameless plug for Spotify. <laughs> I'm trying to make a Tupac playlist. What are you doing? Why are you in front of the TV? Move out the way. And she got to tell you a story. She gets in front of the TV. And now it's a story, a pointless story about no thing, nothing, not, no one. It's uh, pointless. And it has no end in sight. And you don't know what it's about. And she starts out, let me tell you about my girlfriend. And, you know, it all it ends up with something you got to do. And you don't want to hear this because you're trying to make a Tupac uh, playlist. So, you know, it's a pointless story. Because women, that's how they communicate with other. It's based on emotions. And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, you know, what? electric and then she says yeah so i need at the end she goes i need 75 dollars because um my friend got her electric cut off and i want to help her and we need to help her what? what what are you talking about so this is the time you get in touch and then and so i found out you know my, my my ex was pretty cool you know she was a good woman and i blame myself for scarring a modern a martyr uh i don't want to say that word but uh, you know you know, women are like an egg and they're hard on the outside and you crack the shell and sometimes they become scorned and you can't fix them because of something you do. They become jaded and, and you know, like a jagged pill that, you know, you're the one who caused this, you know, because I was an idiot. So I always felt bad. Like, you know, it's my fault. So the reverse happened when, you know, maybe she was trying to stab me. I didn't see it that way. She liberated me. By the way, there is, there's a, there's a real video. It's on the net. That. It might have had uh, close to a million hits. It might be over a million now. God, I didn't know. I thought she only did that with me. <laughs> okay. So, 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 um, that's women. And um, we, uh, as men, we got to put our women in a, a, a higher place. And the reason why is because you have the trophy at the end of the day. If you don't value your woman and place her high, high atop, when you get her, other races and people don't see it that way because you devalued her. Hey, so what? You married a black woman. Big deal. You've been putting her down for the last 10 years. But when you raise the stakes and these women become more precious and more valuable, they see themselves as to be more precious and more valuable. And they you know, they give it away less and it becomes a treasure and it becomes more valuable. And when you marry her, now other people see it as un attainable gift that you have because you placed her high once you place it high up now you have it that's the goal and that's the reason why when you're on the chessboard the queen is the most valuable piece and so when i start getting this type of enlightenment um you know it annoyed her because i wasn't mad at her you know it liberated me to know that at that point i had seen it all i seen the, i seen her have sex with my best friend that's the worst thing I seen that happen, but so that freed me into my thinking to say, I can't see any worse and nothing happened. I, I didn't die. I no nothing bad happened. I, I don't care. You know why? Because I was secure in my own manhood. I was secure to be a man and to even accept a woman. And, you know, we, we didn't get back together, but I would have accepted her based on that flaw and, her own prison was like, I did this and now there's no way to recover. I completely shut off this. I was willing to take her back, but she couldn't handle it. So the reverse came about. I became better. She became scorned and jaded. 
by her own reality. Now, pizza had just sent me a thing telling me that they got a deal if I want to order a pizza. I didn't know they would text me. <laughs> I didn't know they would text me. So, uh, you know, that's women. Um, I got two beautiful granddaughters. I love my daughters. And my one daughter always blames me because she got wrinkles on her forehead. And that was my quality. And, and you know, her mom's so beautiful that, you know, she's, you know, she looks a lot like her mom. But her miserable qualities, she always said, I got your wrinkles on your forehead. Hey, 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 hey. Um, but they're both, both my daughters, um, I love them to death. And, um, you know, somebody looks at my daughter and says, I said, look at your daughter on Facebook. What? They say, yeah, she's, she's, she, what, what, what you say? That's a death sentence, son. We got to go outside. Let's handle this. I want that work, son. I want to go outside. By the way, I trained myself to box. I never used it before. And we had the old Xbox. Remember that they had the, um, the thing where it taught you how to throw punches and stuff. And it was like a workout thing. But I taught, my, taught myself how to box. It looks good. I practiced it on uh, my godson. But I never used it in real life. Um, so anyway, that's neither here nor there. But we're going to get into capitalism. Um, you know, and, you know, what is it? You know, wherever you find Christianity, you'll find capitalism. Uh, it's the structure of the pyramid and the pyramid as a point at the top and it has a wide base at the bottom and there's a middle thing and you look on your money there's the little top part is uh, disattached you know from the from the base and that is uh, Jewish people so it's the same reflection capitalism is the reflection of Christianity now okay so what happened Okay, so now Abraham in the Bible, he didn't, he created Christianity, but he didn't create Christianity first or nothing like that. He created the Jewish religion of Judaism and created a singular concept in God. Now, this is how capitalism is formed, right? Now, what happened? So, uh, you know, Abraham claims in the Bible, but not the Bible because in the Old Testament, which is the Jewish religion of Judaism, right? That's the top, right? That's the top of the pyramid. And the reason why it comes into play is, um, so what happened? All right, so first, Abraham uh, wanted to go to Egypt to figure out how they made the pyramids and why so many people would assist in making the pyramids if it's only for a small few to enjoy so he takes his half-sister, and you had to have money to travel back then, even though later on he claimed he was broke, but he, he had money. So to travel down there, he traveled down there. He took his half-sister. Now, keep in mind, there's no Jewish race. There's only, um, you know, Hebrews and Israelites. And by definition, Abraham was a Hebrew. But he wasn't, there was no race of Jewish people. Now, you can convert to being a, a Jewish Judaism or being Jewish, that's different. You, you know, you're in the religion, but there's the race of people that is Jewish comes about in the Bible and it comes about in Judaism. Now, Judaism is first. That's the Jewish religion. And by the way, they, they shun Christians, right? Okay. So, uh, so, so the old Testament is Judaism and it's also the Old Testament is also the, uh, you know, it's Christianity and the they're all the same. Abraham is the central figure in a nation of Islam and Christianity. So, um, uh, you know, he takes his half-sister, Sarah, and, you know, he marries his half-sister, Sarah, which is an uncommon because, you know, he, he believed, you know, that he was royalty, even though he, you know, I don't know, royalties, whatever. But, so he goes to uh, Egypt to find out how they made the pyramids and stuff. And he gets there and he talks to the Egyptian pharaoh. He offers up his half-sister, which is really his wife because he married her. But he offers her up to the Egyptian pharaoh. Uh, you know, he has a baby. Then, you know, she has a baby. And that is Isaac, right? Or Ishmael, whichever way. So that's the baby. Now, they believe that these Egyptian pharaohs had royal blood 
because of the pyramids and believing that they had sex with larger people. And, you know, they believed they had royal blood. So he, you know, she had a baby. And so the Egyptian Pharaoh offers up his daughter. And so Abraham has sex with the daughter and they have a baby and that's Ishmael. Now those two people become brothers because the two people are married and he's smack dab into a superior race as he called it. The, that's why in the Bible, you know, it's like God created heaven. And then it goes right into tracing his lineage is saying that, hey, Isaac, Ishmael, and then how the families came apart because that started the superior race of Jewish people. Now, so uh, obviously, you know, Abraham created a singular concept in God because he was over there. And, you know, Abraham wasn't a nice guy and he illuminated a very angry war God. And in the Bible, you'll hear, I am a jealous God. You shouldn't have any gods before me. I'm a very angry war God. And that's because Abraham illuminated a very angry, jealous war God. And, you know, people didn't like it. So when they went to war with the Egyptian uh, Egyptian people, the Egyptian people, they uh, worshipped a different deity, the sun god of Ra. And, you know, they were overthrown and exiled from Egypt. But what Abraham learned is that if you go to war with someone, right, and they worship a different deity, Whoever won, that's what God would be on place. So they won. The sun god of Ra stood there and he was thrown out. So he introduced a singular concept of God. That's why there would be another God because you can never dethrone this God because there's only one. Now, in that sentence, they worshiped the sun god of Ra. He worshiped the Christian God and they went to war. When they lost, the sun god of Ra stood. So he understood no matter who goes to war now, it can't be overthrown because there's only one God. He introduced the singular concept in God, which is capitalism. Now, the reason why, uh, I'll prove it to you. Okay, so now, on your money, it says, in God we trust. What God are they talking about? Christian God, right? Okay, so Abraham illuminates the God. Now, now it's the same structure as the pyramid. The pyramid has a point on the top and a wide base. Now, in religion, it's the same thing. There's one God on top, and there's a wide base. Now, if you follow Judaism, they say it's going to, a prophet's going to come. In the Old Testament, which is the Jewish religion of Judaism, that's the Old Testament. Now, if you believe Jesus, you're a Christian, and you get the New Testament, and now it's different. My father loves everybody, and Jewish, you know, it's for everyone, right? So now, that's Christianity, Okay? So that you're starting to put the leg on the pyramid because on top is Judaism and Jewish people. Now, Christianity is on the bottom and on the other side is Islamic faith. So if you believe Muhammad's the prophet, now you're a Muslim. So now you have Christianity and Muslim. Now you can see the pyramid form, which is the same pyramid that's in Egypt. It's a pyramid. There's a structure. There's a point at the top. There's a middle place. And then there's a wide base. Now, in Christianity, the Jewish religion of Judaism is the same thing. Jewish religion of Judaism is at top. There's few people. And at the bottom, like if you go by populations, Google it if you want to, uh, you'll see, say there's 10 billion people in the world. Well, 4 billion is Christian. 3 billion is Islamic faith. So there's 7 billion people. This is the base. And they're poor. And they're also in that religion commanded by the religion of Judaism. And this is this capitalistic structure. Wherever you find capitalism, you'll certainly find Christianity, right? So what happens is Abraham claims that he had a covenant with God and that God chose Jewish people, right? He favored them. Okay, so there's one God on top. He favors Jewish people. That's the middle management, that little eye of Lucifer you see on your money. That's where Jewish people are. And then there's the, the whole base of poor people. Now let's look at capitalism. Same thing, right? There's few rich people on top. And they also happen to be Jewish people. And the poor people are the mass amounts of people on the bottom, which are the same people that you know that are Christian. They're poor, right? Okay, so it's the same structure. Few rich on top, large amounts of poor people. There's the same triangle. And it happens to be the same people, by the way. In the Bible, it's Jewish people God favored. On earth, 
Jewish people have everything. Now, this is where capitalism comes in at because uh, Jewish people, um, they created money, right? They created it. And the reason why they created money is because, um, you know, they created money and they said they had the right to do so because God chose them. And that's the reason why they traced their lineage in the Bible to say they had the right to create money. Not what Obama did. By the way, I was talking to a banker and the banker, uh, I said, can you build credit without going into debt? He said, well, no. He said, well, yes. I said, what's your credit score? He was a banker. He said, 800. And uh, I said, what? 800? How'd you do that, buddy? He said that he paid attention to the interest. He was diligent about paying the interest. So he paid his bill and then he paid his interest. So if he bought some jeans and the jeans were, you know, $50, they charged him, you know, 12%. He figured out that percentage and paid that as well. That's why his credit is 800. But long story short, Obama printed up a trillion dollars, but he weakened the dollar. That's not the same. They created money. So, um, you know, years ago, um, you know, you look back and there was this big death storm and, you know, 1933 or something like that, they introduced the tax act and that is synonymous with what we're talking about. So, so Jewish people created money and I'm going to tell you how they did it. Right. So first, let's say there's two pieces of money, just two. There's one dollar and there's another dollar. A Jewish person has both dollars. And, you know, so you come up, I give you a dollar. I want a dollar fifty back. The next person comes up, I give you the other dollar. I want a dollar fifty back. Now, there's 50 cent interest on the dollar. But guess what? There's only two dollars in existence. So when they go out and get goods and circulate the dollar and buy business or whatever, you can use it as a million dollars, whatever. There's not a there's no money to pay the interest back. So it's the competition that breeds capitalism. And this is how they did it. Now, what they did was sure the one the one guy he's a farmer, he gets the dollar 50 back and he goes back to the bank, he pays him the dollar 50. There's only 50 cent left to scrape up. So the other guy short. And they knew the other guy was going to be short and Jay-Z said, "You want to know how they did it? Credit." That's how they did it. Now, he was talking about Jewish people to say that, you know, they took over and owned the world based on imaginary interest that doesn't exist, which is the structure of capitalism, healthy competition, because in capitalism, it's like sports. There's only one Michael Jordan. Everyone else lost. That's the same pyramid. They built that pyramid, and it's the same thing in capitalism, because if there's two pieces of money and they want Jewish people say, well, we want three dollars back because they created money. There's not $3 in existence. So they put a certain amount of money into circulation and they charge interest on the money that you couldn't get back because the, there's only so much money that exists. Some people lost. They got to lose because there's not enough money for it. Even when you put out like, you know, you know, I'm going to sell shoes. There's only so much money in existence. Everyone doesn't win. Some people lose, and when they lose, they take their home, they take their land. So that's how they built, you know, capitalism. Now, uh, like I said, in 1933, there's a big, uh, you know, dust storm, and everyone can't, you know, figure out what to do. And, uh, you know, we're coming up in the last 10 minutes, and I'll be brief. So at this time, people were starving. And, uh, you know, I believe it was a European guy. He came up with this idea that because they were getting rid of slaves— and they didn't need slaves. They didn't need cotton anymore. Let's enslave everyone. And how they do it is because they broke away from England with the United States. And every state was, they was united. They had their own little sort of government. And that's how they policed everybody. That's why it's called the United States. But at that time, they changed it to the federal United States of America. Now we were all one conglomerate. And now... The Social Security comes into play because when you have a baby, you sign the birth certificate, which means that, you know, we didn't have any money. You know how we came up? We sold securities. They sold your securities to get on their feet. Now you're under an umbrella of fictitious laws that people don't understand. So, uh, you know, because 
they, you know, you need welfare or, you know, you got to go to a hospital, your money paid into something. So when you have a baby, you sign the baby, that means you give the baby away to the American government. They take that birth certificate and sell it for $2 million and they get $2 million up front and they do all types of stuff like roads and schools and hospitals and welfare and social security, blah, blah, blah. And now you're going to pay, they sell it to the person with the intent that you're going to pay it back. Meaning that in in your lifetime, you're going to earn $2 million. That's typical for a, a person, right? You're going to earn $2 million, which is why when you turn 18, they, when you did that, they gave you a social security number, which means you, you work, you were, you were basically bought and born into a slavery system based on the money to help you flourish into economy that they knew, you know, maybe you couldn't make it. So they help you along the way. They'll give you food stamps. They'll give you stuff. Because you've already paid. They printed $2 million. But you owe them. Which is why you have a social security number. Which is why when they take tax out of your social security number. And you don't know who FICA is and all these other people. Because you're going to work and you're going to pay the money back. They take the money as soon as you go to work. And you can't work unless you give them that social security number. Which is the tax act of 1933. Which is they sold birth certificates, people's security unbeknownst to them. So they printed up $2 million with the intent that you were going to pay it back. So you work your whole life giving them back that money. They give it to you. And that's why people go to school for free because they printed up the money. They've already printed up $2 million. They owe it to you because they've already cashed the check in on you, but you're going to pay it back. That's why student loans is a joke that I have to pay them back because they've already printed up money in your name already because of the Social Security Act, which is capitalism at its finest, and it's the same structure. Few rich people have, have taught, and now I'll prove it to you. Where were the people from in the Bible, right? Israel, right? Who created money? Israel, right? The same Jewish people that God favored Ironically, the same region and the same place and the same people created money. And the reason why they created money is because the world believes that God favored them and gave them the keys to do so. So they, you know, they loan money to war on both sides and loan people money and created money. Now they're it's over with because they own everything and now they have a system in place where the euro's worth this, the dollar's worth this, and now country, you can print up your own money if you want, but it's based on weakening the dollar or strengthening the dollar based on the national economy because they're finished with that model. But at first they created money. And uh, I know this for a fact because I talked to a banker and we had a long conversation. He said, well, Bahama printed up money. Sure. He printed up money, but he didn't create money. And the creation of money was built on money isn't real. It's just a promise to pay someone. So what, what became real is the imaginary interest that drove the country to expire to be more, right? So that means, like, if you watch Batman and you see the Joker, uh, you know, he said, uh, you know, we have aggressive, we have room for expansion. We're going to have aggressive tryouts. He breaks the pool stick in half and throw it on the floor. There's like six people. Whoever gets that pool stick and kill him, he's in. That's capitalism. Everyone can't win. There's only one winner. A lot of people lose. Michael Jordan won titles because he won. Everybody didn't win. Michael Jordan won. That's capitalism. There's one puffy. He's got $900 a billion. You got $900. There's only one puffy. That's capitalism. There's only one God. That's Christianity. More um, vast amounts of people is poor. It's the same structure as a pyramid. That's why the pyramid's on your dollar. And that's why the dollar says in God we trust. What God are they talking about? The God of Abraham. Christian God. Allah. One God. That's who's on the money. That's how they created money. That's why it's on your money. And that's why they did it with imaginary interest. So that is, um, hopefully I gave people enough information. Uh, I want to say something, man. I, uh, I, I want to tell people this. Uh, COVID-19 is real. And I'm on the front lines of it. Um, 
Uh, I just got a, a detailed order that, you know, I might have to, you know, clean up after people who, who actually died. I, I know, I know, Bob. It's, um, I, I know, I, I know, Bob. Yeah. We got five minutes left. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you guys something, man. Uh, I started to do this because I want to change people's lives. I want people to know that love exists. That I want to change the culture of the negative uh, impact. And, uh, and, you know, we black people, we make fun of other black people. And that shouldn't go on. And I want to say that, you know, women, they got to be respected. We got to put them higher. This, this right here is about women. It's about my daughter. It's about the women out here that's struggling. And it's about the men not being able to step up and, you know, all the women in the fam or in your family looking at you to do something and you can't do it. You got to step up and be a man and take care of your family. I don't mean your family, the entire family, every woman, everybody eats me. So I thank everybody for listening. I had some listeners on. I'm going to try to be better. I had, uh, you know, a, a meeting today. It was, you know, very concerning. COVID-19 is real. They're bracing for the impact. I'm on the front lines of it. And I want you to know the only way we're going to get through this is with love. And this, this black cloud, we're going to beat it with love. You know, and, uh, you know, that's what I can tell people. So I, I thank everybody for listening. Um, you know, if you give up an hour of your day, um, you know, I heard one person tell me, you know, I, I should be on longer, two hours. I don't know if I have that amount, but if it's going to help people, change people's lives, you know, help you get through the day, you know, I, I want to do that. We want to change the culture and, and spearhead it to be forward thinking about love, uh, about humanity. Uh, and I'm not trying to put down any religion. I'm just giving you the truth. Uh, there's some good in Christianity. There's good in all religions. Uh, I'm not challenging anybody's faith. This is about love. This is about sharing information. Um, you know, I'm embracing everyone. I'm not trying to alienate Christians or Jewish people or nothing because we all have to come together. Um, it's, it's difficult times right now, people. And because I know uh, a few things that you may not know, it's going to get worse. And I want everybody to buckle up and be prepared. Um, share the idea, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want to talk about, share the idea with me, Get you know, get up with me. Uh, by the way, that's a real story about my ex and how I liberated myself to, you know, say this quote. Instead of worrying about who she's effing, why don't you get you some money? And I think Lil Wayne said it best. He said, you know, if she leave me, she's making a poor decision. So turn yourself into the guy that uh, that's worth something. And you never have to worry about whether or not she leaves. Because if she leaves, you know, she did you a favor because you're the catch, right? Um, we got two minutes. And in these two minutes, uh, I, I want to say, you know, uh, my cousin Sandy, you know, hey, I love you. Um, uh, both her daughters, you know, I love, I love them. Uh, all the women in my family, really, I love you guys. Um, and 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 you know, I want everybody to know that it's not really about you know what you have or what you don't got. It's about appreciating, you know you know, love and, and who's around you and it's seeing it for what it is. Don't be mad. You know, you got to turn to people in love because right now we're all going through this together. There's no football on. I told you I watched a virtual racing game today. There's, there's nothing on. I know the draft's coming on later. Uh, Tua, Tua Tug Viola is, is the best person in the draft. I can't wait to see him play on Sunday. I'm um, interested to see how Dallas picks. I'm interested to see how the Eagles picks. Uh, you know, I uh, tried to give you a little heads up on the draft. It's coming out later. Uh, you know, if you want to be, uh, I promise, hopefully I'm going to have my son on in a couple of days. You can see how he thinks he's the anti me. Uh, I promise you maybe in a week or two, I'm going to give you a famous person. I know a few, I know a couple, I know two. I ain't going to tell you who it is. I, 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 I know a couple, I know a couple, I mean, you know, hopefully I can get, you know, um, you know, one or two of them to commit. If you have something to say, you know, call me. Let me know. You know, maybe we do a thing where we open up the lines. And I assure you, we have a staff. We can open up the lines if we need to and take callers and, and see people's perspective. Uh, I challenge everybody to be better. Love harder. Um, we're going to break through this thing with love. Thank you guys for listening. Um, 
you know, hopefully uh, you got something out of it. Thank you.